our special guest. All right, this is Brian Pankratz here for an episode of whatever of his whatever podcast, Adventures in Jerusalem. Now, I've been here about a week, and uh, it's been pretty good. You know, uh, some epic stuff's going on here in Israel and in Jerusalem. For example, today, Fight Pastor and I went to the opening of the U.S. Consulate in Jerusalem. Now, of course, we couldn't get that close, but we got as close as we could. And we, what did we see? We saw um, uh, some motorcades with some big uh, Chevy Suburbans and some Chevy, Chevy Tahoe XLs, probably full of famous people like uh, Ivanka, Jared Kushner, and of course, Steve Mnuchin. Steve Mnuchin. Whoop, whoop. Steve Mnuchin your, in the house. That's your favorite. He's the best. He's the best. He's the best for you. He's just so good looking and he's got that face that could... Cheshire Cat. Yeah. No, that's my deal. Oh. He's got that face that could melt a candle. Does that make sense? He I just, don't know. His face makes me smile. It just cheers me up. It's like a, like a cherub. It's like a... Nice. That's, I mean, that's, just, that's the way he got as far as he did. <laughs> He's got a cherub face. So anyway, but you know, it actually wasn't fun because it was boring because we couldn't see anything. We saw a motorcade whoop-dee-ding-dong. We uh, chatted with some Trump supporters who were like... Lots of Trump supporters. Oh, yeah. And they just want to know if we're in their tribe or not. So they come up, they're like, so, uh, what do you think about all this? I go, I don't know. He goes, wow, don't you see how God's blessing America... Because of President Trump, like, uh, what do you mean by blessing? Like, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the hungry, blessed... <laughs> no! Blessed are the employed, employment is up. And Trump became a born-again believer when he invited Jesus into his heart with James Dobson. What do you think about that? I said, uh, you know, that sounds kind of simple, kind of simplistic. And she was like, wow. Don't you think Jesus was simple? And I was like, no. <laughs> and then she's like, wow, he sure stuck up for women. And I said, yes, he did. That is our one point of agreement. And then she moved on. This is those kind of like conversations we were having outside this big U.S. Embassy thing. But anyway, we were freaking there. We were there. Somehow I ran into the opposite conversation of like, <laughs> people who hated Trump. They couldn't believe that all these Trump supporters were there. Wow. You yeah. were on the other side of the street. I was on the other side of the street on the same side of the street. <laughs> but You were further up the street. I was further up. Who yeah. Are, <laughs> Geographically yeah. speaking, I was up. Yeah. I was maybe down. I don't know. You were. Yeah. But you were getting into whatever you were doing because then I was like, hey, FP, I'm going down the street to get a snack. And it's I was like, water. see you later. No, you weren't. You're like, is there a store? And I'm like, I don't know. That's why I'm going down the street. He goes, yeah, but do you think there's a store? Yeah, <laughs> and you did. And you just went down into the darkness. And I was like, I'll stay up here with these journalists. <laughs> yeah, you wanted certainty about whether there was a store. Yeah, because I wasn't going to walk down in like all that heat. It's hot here. It's hot. And I'm tired. We already walked for, what, an hour? Over yeah. an hour? Over an hour. Over an hour. Got lost. When we got there, this is the fun part. Yeah. We walked through some residential pathways. Yeah. And we end up right at the front of the new embassy. Yeah. And all the Israeli soldiers are looking at us like, no big thing. Yeah. Just then you, you walked up to him and was like, hey, where's this embassy thing? Or what did you say? Said, what did where's you say? the best place to watch the motorcade? Yeah. And then they're like, you don't live here? <laughs> and what? then they're like, they're like yelling in Hebrew. And then they we're suddenly like, we're surrounded by soldiers. Yeah. And they're like, get these guys out of here. They're a bunch of yeah. idiots. And they're like, what's a motorcade? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we you, walked right up to them. This and motorcade they, thing you talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you don't live here. This is only for residents. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I thought we lived there. That's the last so, time I ever mentioned motorcade. To, uh, yeah, bad word. If yeah. you're in Israel, don't say the word motorcade. Nobody understands what that means. No one understands it. Yeah. 
It's a shame, really. They're mm-hmm. so advanced in so many ways. And motor kids are kind of cool. Yeah. So anyway, I went down to the to the market that FP was like, there's a market? Do you think there's a market? I'm going to find out if there's a market. Oh, you, you know about the market? Like... <laughs> so then I just like, okay, goodbye. Just go talk to your stupid... Trump haters. And I'm Trump haters. I was talking to Trump haters. Yeah. And he was at the market. I was at the market. So you know why? Because at the market was life. There's little kids eating pizza. I'm like, hey, that pizza looks good. And they're like, it is good. So I bought a couple slices of pizza, got some water, walked back up. And by this point, FP had calmed down. He's like, and, and was very thirsty <laughs> and hungry. And so. BP uh, opens up his bag and <laughs> slides me a slice of pizza and a mm. big, big bottle of water. Now, for those of you who've never been to Israel, pizza there is not like pizza here. No. Because in Israel, it's verboten, it is taboo to mix your meats with your cheeses. Yeah, that's not kosher. Yeah, it's not, God doesn't like it. Because mm-hmm. God wrote this book called the Bible. And in there, he said, don't boil goats with milk. No. <laughs> yeah, that's where they get it from. Boil goats with milk? Yeah, don't boil your baby goats in a big pot of milk. Who boils baby goats anyway? I, I guess the neighboring Philistines did. and the is- Philistines. <laughs> and the Jewish people, the Hebrew people, were supposed to be different than them, so they weren't allowed to boil their goats with milk. And now... 4,000 years later, you can't have normal pizza. (laughs) (laughs) So they have all kinds of other pizza. You can get uh, uh, margarita, like, you know, cheese pizza. That's what I got for me and the FP. Uh, You can get corn. (laughs) You can get corn pizza because you know you want a slice of that. You can get a... Sounds, all- sounds good. Corn pizza. That's not, why is that bad? No, because it just sounds really bad. It sounds bad. Tastes good. There's a lot of that happening in the world. It looks wrong. And then you can get olive pizza. You can get eggplant pizza. You can get any kind of weird vegetable on a pizza, which makes it not a pizza. <laughs> it makes it an Israeli pizza. So, anyway, so that was one of the highlights. We got to go to this, um, uh, the U.S. consulate thing. And, uh, we watched a bit of the presentation on TV. <laughs> we're terrible people, by the way, me. Because <laughs> we're, we weren't like, oh, this is so beautiful. Oh, what a great speech. We're like, really? Like, th- this song that you're going to sing was written by St. But by uh, David, the first king of Israel. First of all, David wasn't the first king of Israel. Saul was. And second of all, that song wasn't written by David. It was written by that Canadian... What's his name? I don't know. But you, the, the bottom line is you never want to go to an Israeli celebration <laughs> with a bunch of Canadian seminarians. You just don't want to do that. Because no. they'll ruin everything for you. It was wrecking. We ruined everything. Yeah. We could, yeah. couldn't even focus on Jared's speech. No, we couldn't focus on Jared at all, really. No. I mean, he... He he he, he looks to like put on some weight. He's that, and he's that guy in high school that you were like, that guy's annoying. I don't even know him. You know that that's that's who that guy is. The guy that's always putting his hand up. He's always putting his hand up and but, he's running for student council. Okay. And you never vote for him because no. you don't vote. And he <laughs> and he doesn't want to ask a question. He wants to just answer. Yeah, questions. yeah, yeah. He wants you to know that he yeah. knows the but, answer. But I'm sure he's a great guy. Great guy. Great yeah. guy. Great guy. Uh, all around. Yeah, it was disappointing that Steve Mnuchin didn't get to say anything. Because he's so good looking. <laughs> he, uh, well, you know what the other thing is? He's strong. He's strong and good looking. Because <laughs> he pulled that rope, and then that... Uh, a, big, a big thing fell down. That No, what's the thing called? There's a big curtain fell down, and you can see the Trump plaque. Yeah. And just so you guys know, folks at home, I never used to like Donald Trump. Because I watch a lot of Stephen Colbert, and he d- hates Col- Trump with a passion. So I was deeply influenced by 
liberals like uh, Colbert's, uh, Seth Meyers, uh, John Oliver. But you know what? Israel loves Trump. Loves Trump. And like the signs everywhere, oh, there's yeah. posters. There's people cheering for Trump. They wear Trump hats. They're like Trump everything. Yeah. And you like you like Israel. I like Israel, yeah. so therefore, I like Trump now. Wow. Well, <laughs> I'm still a little bit on the fence with it all, but I love Israel. And well, I think that, uh, yeah, so. Well, let's just we'll, like, see, we'll see how it all works out. Let's clarify a little bit. It's not that I like everything he does, but some of his policies have worked out. The part about the Israel support. You like that. Yeah, they support him, so I, he must not be 100% evil. Right. So, but there maybe there are some of your listeners who think Israel is 100% evil. True. Right. So, if these people who have been so kind and fed us so well are, e- <laughs> are evil, oh. are evil, then, well, we're, we're just engrossed in the evil. Yeah. Yeah. And, but let's just talk well about... fed. Let, let's segue to eating. Okay. Before we get to our main topic for tonight, which is lucid dreaming, otherwise known as dream yoga, otherwise known as... Dream yoga? Yeah, it's also called dream yoga. Where'd you get that? I did a little research while you oh, were out. Oh, man. Well, I was out there getting us some food. Getting, no, didn't you buy some of that Sambuca? No, I didn't buy any more Sambuca. Oh, I thought you were. Anyway, it's also called dream yoga. It's also called false awakenings. Ooh. But we're not getting to the main topic quite yet. No. Uh, I want to talk about food. All all I eat in Jerusalem, because I'm on a tight budget, and because they taste so darn good, are falafels in pitas. And then they toss in some tahini, they toss in some cucumbers, tomatoes, all chopped up pretty small, and uh, what else do they toss in there? Some onions. Yeah, oh yeah, the onions and the cabbage. And hummus. Oh, the hummus. Yeah, they're always throwing the hummus tahini. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Then they, say, then they go, they go spicy? <laughs> yeah. And then they, they, they wipe some green crap in there. We don't know what that is. I only get the red crap. No, you get the red crap? Yeah. I go the green crap. I wanted to try the green. How does it taste? It's You know what? It's pretty good. It's, it's, not, bad. Bad. it's not that hot, but I'm a, I, I like spicy crap, so nothing's really too hot for me. So might be might be. I don't know. Now, to get the falafels where they actually ask you what you want, you have to pay like... 12 to 14 shekels. I like to go to the More. 8 shekel place. You well, can, you well, we're getting well, to that. Well, okay. But I like to go to the 8 shekel place and they don't ask me anything. Because they're the Arabs down by the, uh, what wall is that? Damascus Gate. Damascus Gate. And, uh, you yeah. get a, They don't ask you what you want, they tell you what you're going to eat. Yeah, and then I say, hey, can I get some spice? Then he puts it on. But eight shekels is a pretty good deal, so it's worth going there. That's when like $2.50. The day that FP went to Tel Aviv, I went there three meals and had the same thing. Falafel pita. We, I eat a lot of those. But then, uh, today, FP's like, hey, I need to eat before we go to this um, this consulate. Unveiling. <laughs> Before we can go watch Steve Mnuchin pull a rope. Steve Mnuchin, yeah. And uh, Ivanka Trump talk about the United States in America. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. That's what she, she actually said. said the United States in America. That's how she. <laughs> hey, let's not that. pick on her. No, I know, but you know, we all. She's uh, the good child. Sta- stage fright does a lot of things. It does. You know, screws everyone up. <laughs> but as we're going there, we're like, FP's like, I gotta eat. And like, hey, there's a falafel place down here we've never been to. Let's try it out. So we did it. And amazing. They have like, uh, do you see the machine that makes the falafel? Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's an actual machine. It's, yeah. like a, it's like a falafel making robot. Yeah. yeah. So if you're into robots, yeah, you, this come, is you your should place. come here because they make the perfect falafel robot. The place down by the Damascus Gate, it's old school. The guy's got like the scoop. Yeah, he's got, yeah. He doesn't even look at it. Ice cream scoop. Yeah, it drops it in the oil. Like blindfolded. Yeah. He's been doing this since he was eleven. Yeah, and so it, since he was catching birds in boxes and boxes, he's missing chasing two. He's kittens. missing two fingers. They've all <laughs> gone into the falafel over the years. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so we went to this new place, and these guys know how to make a gourmet falafel. Yeah, they they're adding like parsley. 
Cilantro. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And their actual falafel balls are a little bit smaller. They got smaller balls. Yeah, they have smaller balls, but they're tastier balls. <laughs> That's the thing. People think big balls are the way to go. No, no. Small yeah. balls I, I was th- are tastier balls. <laughs> I was thinking about that. And yeah, the Damascus Gate big balls are different tasting than the small balls from the Android, but... <laughs> You know, I don't think they're better. I think they're just different. <laughs> I'm no, so, no, you do I, think they're better. No. You just, you're saying that. They're better for a certain time of day. In the morning. Right. That's right. In the that's morning, right, I'm getting right. the Damascus big balls. Yeah, big balls. So they're, they're, they're more green. <laughs> they're more fresh. They, yeah. they taste like a they're morning. Crunchy. Yeah, and they just get a morning, uh, a morning flower. Like if you were to eat, if you were to get up in the morning and eat some dandelions off your lawn, that's what they taste. Have like. you ever had dandelions? They're not just in the morning. No, I know. But if you were to eat dandelions off your lawn in the morning, that's what they taste like. But you don't want that in the afternoon. Like nobody's gonna eat no, dandelions you in want, the afternoon. No, you want a feast in the afternoon. Yeah, so afternoon you, you want them. something robust. You want yeah. something a little more like, like you want the cilantro and the yeah. You want the cilantro. You, yeah. you want something a little bit more. Uh, so yeah, you pay twice as much, but you get twice as much meal. So that was the other thing. I'm just, you know, folks at home, what we're doing right now is we've spent 16 minutes just catching you up before we get to talking about dream yoga. <laughs> I don't know. What do you mean dream yoga? Where did we'll you come up with it? I want to hear your, your like, little, your whole freaking we'll schema. Get there. We'll what, get what, there. What do you got there? Your we'll, framework. I don't know what you're talking we'll, about. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Before we get to dream yoga... <laughs> What else has been going on? Because, you know, the folks at home think we've just been making one podcast and then we're just, like, sleeping. That's, that's pretty Having much, lucid dreams. That's pretty much true. That's not true. No, the other thing... <laughs> the other, <laughs> well, we've been sleeping a lot. Like, we, we sometimes... You have been. I you have been. What do you mean, you have... I, I haven't... I didn't, like, eat one meal and then half another meal and then have a food coma for 12 hours... <laughs> okay, so what have you I been doing do while I was in my food coma? I'm listening to podcasts. I'm expanding my horizons. Okay. I'm, I am. Excellent. My consciousness is being raised. So while 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 BP's consciousness is being raised, mine, I I'm in lucid dreamland. Yeah, and I really like it there. Right. Actually. Right. And then we both get up in the morning and we go to watch Mnuchin drop a <laughs> flag off a tower or something. Yeah. yeah. After yeah. you get your coffee and I buy uh, my I get banana. my coffee. I get my coffee with the cops. And what do I get? You come with me to watch the cops. Yeah, but what do I eat every morning? You eat a banana. <laughs> you eat a banana. And, and if I'm lucky, I uh, eat an orange. orange. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You have he goes and and the bananas. I gotta tell you, uh, the bananas that BP gets, they're not like the bananas you get. No, okay? no. They, these are these are small brown natural bananas. They they these are been bananas. In trucks. Yeah, they've been in like a bunch no of airplanes. bunch of Palestinian trucks, and they <laughs> drag them over, and then he cracks them open, and he has this look of mm. bliss on his face while he's eating his banana in the There's morning. There's nothing like a banana that hasn't traveled across country right right so this is what you get here you get actually Fresh. the real banana it's like yeah. right off the tree two days ago whereas opposed to at home it was picked in chile and it mm. came here three weeks ago and yeah. it was green and it's still freaking green yeah and it's and it's, it's ripening yeah it's crunchy and it's ripening on your counter it's a different it's a different banana yeah you could probably talk more about the flavor of the banana but you might know because to- i want to talk about what else have we been doing Nude. I want to talk about Jerusalem Day before we get to dream yoga. You just said nude, though. <laughs> no, I didn't. I got. You did. You did say that. Is there nude? Yeah. Nude Jerusalem? <laughs> no, there's been no. Nudity I was about here. to say like a New Year's Eve thing, but yeah, I got. There's no. Up. There's no nudity in Jerusalem. The nudity is very bad in Jerusalem. Actually, they would probably put you away really quick. Not only is nudity bad, we're gonna get back to Jerusalem Day, but I went to a comedy show last night. And their comedy is so much cleaner than the comedy I'm exposed to in Nanaimo on Vancouver Island in Canada. The host wasn't insultive. He was like, can you feel the love? He was like a, like the friendliest man out of a lineup of ten friendly men. He was so friendly and he was like serving us uh, menus and taking orders and then going up to host and he was just 
talking nicely about everybody. <laughs> At one point, he said to the crowd, he says, okay, crowd, I'm going to do a little crowd work, so I just want to talk to you guys. Uh, you over there, you uh, woman there in the corner, how old are you? <laughs> and then he says, oh, God, you want to talk about your age? Uh, you over there, you uh, older woman there on the other side of the room, how much do you weigh? <laughs> That was as rude as he got. That was it. Clean Jerusalem comedy. So that was a, a lot of fun for me. Uh, FP couldn't make it. He had other fish to fry. But that was a big event for me. The other thing was, as I said, uh, Jerusalem Day. Because yesterday was the celebration of the day that uh, oh, they captured Jerusalem or something. There's some political uh, army event that happened, and now they celebrate it. And but here's the cool thing: they brought in busloads of high school kids, and then just filled the plaza where we tend to hang out with like I don't know thousands of people. They had a live band. They had kids singing, and people were just and no adults. There no, was a. There's very few. Very few. I mean, this whole... Most of Israel is, like, under 40 years old. But it's remarkable to me. I I came out there, and you've got this giant... Thousands of teenagers. Mm. But if you talk to someone at home, and you'd think, uh, on this weekend, or week, or whatever, of this... All this tumultuous stuff. I mean, Uh people... My mom's like... It's dangerous and you're going to die. Right? Yeah, yeah. My wife's like, are you going to be safe? Everybody's like freaking out. My sister's like, oh my gosh. It's like, you're going to die. It's going to blow you up. And yet everybody in Israel sends their 12-year-olds yeah. to downtown Jerusalem yeah. to party alone. Like, yeah. there's no, there's like seven adults and 2,000, yeah. like, 12-year-olds. Exactly. It's like, Nobody cares. Like, there's it's no like, danger. All there's there no is, danger at all. There's just joy and happiness. Yeah, it's like bizarre. Like, it's absolutely contrary oh. to everything we hear about. I know. I feel like becoming a Hebrew. Yeah. That's how infectious. It's totally infectious. You're like, <laughs> these people have a purpose. Yeah. They have a goal. They love their country. They're they, all united. Yeah. There's no, there's nobody pass. There's no street people. No. There's nobody passing on the street. Wow. I, no, dude. <laughs> I had this conversation with a guy today on the street. About street people? No. I had a conversation. He's like, what do you do? I was like, I work at a treatment center. I drug and alcohol mm. treatment center. He's like, oh, wow. You know, yeah, we have people here who smoke dope too. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> you don't understand. Where I come from, everyone's smokes dope I'm yeah. like, the problem is fentanyl he's like what yeah. <laughs> and I said fentanyl <laughs> he didn't he had the guy had never heard about fentanyl oh my he'd never heard about oxycontin because he'd never heard of anything because this doesn't like people here don't try to escape life exactly. they like they dive into life yeah that's the difference that's the difference Huge where difference. we come from everybody's trying to escape and yeah. get away because there's no purpose there's no, no there's no unifying thing. Yeah, there's here, no identity. There's no identity. So here, everybody's unified around this great country that they're creating, yeah. and they're they, they have to defend, and yeah. they have to fight it, and they yeah. and, and they're together, yeah. and they're all in one place, and oh, it's yeah. infectious. It's it like is. right. So like where I come from, it's like where we where we live. It's like what do you got for that? We yeah. got nothing. It's like, it's like hey, it's July first. Celebrate Canada Day. Yeah, Canada. Let's go shopping at Home Depot. <laughs> like That's you, right. the malls no, are open. No, no, I'm not going to Home Depot. I'm going to HomeSense. I'll buy a new cushion for my for my friggin' couch that's yeah. sitting on my uh, you know, whatever. It's like you got nothing. Nothing. Like the, our culture offers nothing to people. No. That's the problem. Yeah. So and so people are like, screw this, man. I'm getting out. And what do they do? Fentanyl. Fentanyl gets you out, man. Yeah. It's like escape, 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 escape. That's all that there is in our culture. It's... Here, everybody's just like, I oh, man, let's go. Yeah. This is great. And but it's let's so... let's temper that a little bit. That excitement that you're you're feeling, FP, <laughs> and... because we're outsiders and yeah. Jerusalemites. Do not talk to outsiders. No, they we don't. walk around all day smiling and good morning. Hey, how's it going? Nobody talks to us. Nobody not says hi. The cops of the coffee shop have got to know me. After after a week, I walk in that the guy but knows what I want. Predominantly. Predominantly. And the comedian yes. the comedian explained this in his set. He said, People in Jerusalem, you say hi to them, they're not gonna say hi because they don't know you. Yeah. That's, and that's the key. True. That's the key. That's true. That's true. So, so their joy and exuberance 
is for the tribe only. Yeah. Not for us outside. Well, until you're in. But that's impossible. Remember that guy that rode up on his bike? No, 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 And he says, you could never become a Jew. I would talk you out of it. Yeah, I know, I know. But but here, so here's the thing. While while you were here, I was off. Mm Mm-hmm. Remember, I, I went, you to, went Tel to Tel Aviv. Yeah, to meet my friend. Right. His name's Atai. I stayed with him for a month. Mm. Not today. No. Uh, That's a impossible. Couple, a couple of years ago. <laughs> I stayed with him, Airbnb. Okay. I stayed right. at this guy's house. We become good friends. It was awesome, absolutely incredibly awesome to see him. I stayed with him for a whole week, hardly knew the guy. Right. Didn't say much. After a week, the nut cracked. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, we're friends. After two weeks, I mean, his mom, his dad, his brother, his other brother. The whole deal. I go and I have Shabbat with him. The whole thing. And now when I meet him, he's just like all that uh, stuff. His mom, he calls his mom on the phone while I'm there. And he's like, I'm with Rue, the fight bastard. Right? And he's like, he's like, I'm here. And he's like, hello, hello. Right? Because suddenly, like, yeah. it takes time. But yeah. once you're in, they love you. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? That's a good it observation. Takes, it is totally true. So in Canada... We yeah. assume everyone is nice and good and trustworthy until yeah. they prove otherwise. In Israel, it's backwards. Oh, in Canada, people come from other countries to Canada and they spend their whole lives without ever being invited into a Canadian's home. That's true. That's true, too. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Because, well, here's the thing. In, we, in Canada, mm-hmm. my, this is my, pers- my perspective on the, the comparison. That's why you're here. Times. I haven't yeah. even introduced you yet, but you're here for your perspective. Okay, so my perspective is this. In Canada, we assume everybody's a good person until mm-hmm. they prove otherwise. Right. Right. Some guy walks up in the street, hey, you're great, blah, 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 you help them out, you talk to them. Until they prove they're a dick, and then, and then <laughs> right? And yeah. then you don't like, right? right? So in Israel, it's exa- the opposite. It's the they opposite. assume everyone is an outsider until you prove that you're not. Right. And once you prove you're not, then you're in the family, you're coming to my house, you're staying hmm. at my house, you're going to meet my whole family, yeah. we're, 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 we got you. Which is actually true of a lot of countries. Yeah. You've traveled the world. Well, but it, it, here it's very, it's very pronounced. Mm. Yeah. It's very pronounced. It is. So that was Jerusalem Day. Big time party. Live bands. These exuberant, proud to be Israeli. And when you imagine an Israeli, I don't want you to imagine like a white Israeli because there's brown Israelis. <laughs> no, black, black is, uh, Israelis. There's, there's like, tons of Ethiopian yeah. Israelis. Yeah. There's red. You, you see the red-haired guys? There's all these red-haired Scottish, blonde, Scottish-looking <laughs> Israelis. I'm not kidding you, right? Yeah. You've seen them. There, yeah, it's. It's a rainbow. It's a rainbow. You sit here and you watch these people, and this is rainbow of people dancing about Israel, and you're like, they they've got it. They understand diversity and unity. Singing together, and And they understand diversity and unity far better than we do because we understand diversity and there's no unity. So there you go. And let's shout out to the Arabs because those guys. Those guys understand how to be close, too, because you see them come up. Oh, they see an old buddy. They go up and they kiss him four times on his cheeks. You seen that amongst the uh, Arab population? Well, yeah. I, I've been thinking about kissing you. <laughs> but you've but seen that. I know I it'll be awkward for you. It, but, yeah. But, well, but I think now, after this podcast, maybe. <laughs> no. No, okay. We're still not there. Okay. Give us, give, yeah. us, give us some time, BP. Give us some time. It's this global thing that people are affectionate with each other. You don't get back in Canada. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We shake hands. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, so we're still catching up here. So I uh, experienced Jerusalem Day. I experienced um, uh, the new falafel place. I experienced the stand-up Jewish... Uh, Jerusalemite stand-up comedy in English uh, since the last time we talked. And I went to an evangelical church in the old city. It was uh, evangelical... Shit, what was it? Uh, You're on your own here. I, I wasn't there. Alliance. Evangelical Alliance Church... And uh, so I went there because I just have this thing. Wherever I go around the world, 
on Sunday morning, I'm going to church, particularly a church that a church that I have some familiarity with, which is the evangelical movement, even though I'm no longer in that movement. But I still admire a lot about it. It worked until it didn't work. So I went to this church, and uh, it's supposed to start at 10. I guess it starts at 10.30. So I'm just sitting there, listening to some other uh, Americans talking about why Jesus was buried and rose again in the garden tomb because some angels told some American a hundred years ago that that was the place where Jesus died and rose again. Typical. And then the other, then the Arabs started coming in. It's Arab Christians started coming in. It's an Arabic church. And we were, I couldn't really sing the Arabic songs, but some of them I recognized. And it was just, I felt such joy in this church during the music and the worship of God in Arabic and they had drums and they had a violinist and they had a keyboard person and um, it was great it was really super great experience it was right inside the old city the ancient stuff and it was great until the preacher came up and started preaching stuff that is lacks joy but you know what? What's joy when you can just fill people with shame and guilt? That's better, right? Right? You guys, folks at home, what would you, if you had to choose joy or shame and guilt, what would you pick? Well, this guy picked shame and guilt and talked about how... Uh, I don't even want to get into it because that's just, like, sad. So that was my experience at church. And now, for the reason that we even have FP here today, he just happens to be here. He's come over. I just showed up here in Jerusalem. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it costs a lot, but you know, when you start... It's worth it. When you start... It's <laughs> worth it. You're worth it. Because when you're starting a new... I'm starting this new podcast, and I want to have the top-rated guests who are experts in their fields. Experts! <laughs> and you know what? You gotta pay for that. Mm. So I've I brought him over to my cave here. <laughs> you actually booked this cave, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your guest. But we, together, uh, yeah. we are in the cave. We're in the cave. It's actually a literal cave. It's, it's, it's yeah. festooned with plaster of Paris or something. Uh, it's not a literal cave. You know, there, no, there's rock. Like, look at feels, look at there's rock everywhere, but the floor feels like a like a treehouse. It's, it's shaking. It's, when you walk on this floor, <laughs> the entire place vibrates yeah. and, and rattles. The whole house shifts yeah. when you walk on the floor. Okay, so folks at home, imagine a cave in a treehouse. Yes, a cave in a treehouse. <laughs> this is what we're living in. That's where we are. The walls are so solid you couldn't shoot through them, but mm-hmm. the floor is uh carpeted. Carpet, <laughs> carpeted over widely spaced yeah. two by twos. Full of mosquitoes. <laughs> full of mosquitoes. Well, it was full of mosquitoes because we had the window open. Then a couple days ago, I said, um, "FP, do you mind if we close the window because I'm getting eaten alive?" And so we did. But then Veronica, Veronica the check, <laughs> who who owns this place, sort of. She's a she's this Czech expatriate. Well, we don't want to get too much into Veronica. She 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 gave us a she came in and cast a spell. That's what she did. She said, "I can eliminate these mosquitoes for yeah, you exactly. with this Israeli device." Yeah, magic in case, device. In case you didn't know, Israelis are like the Wakandans. Yeah, they invent everything. Yeah, so they're so they invented smart. a mosquito killing device. Right. Anyway, it didn't work. So no, what do you mean doesn't work? You, she's installed it I, two hours hey, ago. You don't know yet. I am the mosquito killing device. <laughs> I have killed six mosquitoes. How Sorry. do we get on to this topic? We're going to talk about... Now we're going to... Our guest. We have 25 minutes left before this free app that I'm using. It will take me five. <laughs> we'll uh, lengthen it. So I have here as my guest, Fight Pastor... He's actually the only guest I've had on twice on my podcast. Man. Wow. wow. <laughs> Most guests, they get one shot at it, but you're getting this. You're st- stuck in Jerusalem. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so you're here, and you are now the expert on lucid dreaming. That's why I've invited you on to my podcast. 
which is otherwise known as false awakenings, otherwise known as dream yoga. I've never heard that before. <laughs> that just sounds so... Well, you should read more Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> dream yoga, I guess the idea there is you dream, but you have control over your dreams. Like in yoga, it's meditation, but you have control over it. You have you got to do the work to get to that state of uh, relaxing and contentment and one with the world and the cosmic Christ. So that's why they call it dream yoga, because you have some kind of, uh, uh, you put some effort in. So, why don't you open this discussion up by telling us how you got involved in dream yoga and uh, what you know about it. First of all, <laughs> dream yoga. Like, I don't know where you got that from. Okay. It just sounds hilarious. It, it sounds completely okay. freaking westernly. Tell me what, it, sounds like, it sounds like I should be wearing spandex right now. It sounds like I should be uh, you know in what? a sweat lodge Seeing or you some there. kind of kooky freaking thing surrounded by, uh, surrounded by a bunch of yuppies in dog down pose or something. Seeing you there in your shorts, I wish you were in yoga pants. <laughs> Probably less offensive. <laughs> okay, okay, so t- tell me how you got interested in lucid dreaming. Well, because here's the, here's the thing: I have always dreamed like a mf. Like I dream like a, a mofo. Lot. Yeah, like a mofo. I dream a lot. I dream like vividly and wow. extremely all my life. I can tell you uh, in detail dreams I had when I was ten years old, eight years wow. old, twelve years old. Okay. Okay. So at one point. Um, I was, uh, I don't know, I was in university, I think, and some chick I met, she's talking to me about lucid dreaming, and she's explaining to me that lucid dreaming is when you take control of your dream, and Mm -hmm. you actually know you're dreaming, but you don't wake up. And once you realize that, you can, like, live your dream. You can do whatever you want, right? Because you're in the dream, right? Live in the dream. Live in the dream. Like, literally live in the dream, right? So I was quite quite intrigued. So I started to research this and look into it. So there's a couple of things. So it's like you're awake, but you're not quite awake. And there's a very specific way to actually experience this. Number one is this. So right now you're talking about lucid dream techniques. Lucid dream techniques. L- DT. I, I don't. Your acronyms might be accurate, but I'm not familiar with them. No. Anyway, so here's what happens. This is the first thing. If anyone is interested okay. who's listening of uh, actually lucid dreaming, that is dreaming and know you're dreaming, but to carry on in the dream and experience and do whatever the heck you want if you were dreaming, control it to some degree. Here's the first step. Step one. Step one is while you're awake. In your regular life, okay, you have to ask yourself as you're going through your day right. a question, and the question is this: How do I know I'm not dreaming right now? You have to ask yourself that during the day. During the day, silently. Well, you might want to shout it out loud, <laughs> but people around you might think okay. you're freakish. How do I know that I am not dreaming right now? That's How do you one. know that right now? BP? Okay, step one. No, and you can ask yourself this right now. Well, like, you might be asleep and dreaming right now. How would okay. you know? Okay, go on. Right, now that's the first step. So you go through your day and you're like, how do I know I'm not dreaming right now? I might be dreaming right now. And what that does, what that question does, is right. it makes your brain consider the question. Uh, okay. Okay? So that gets you into this state of like, I might be dreaming right now. Right. I might not. How would I know? Right? That's okay. the first step. So you, so as you go through your day, ask yourself 10, 12 times during your day, whatever you're doing, how do I know I'm not dreaming right now? Okay. That's the first step. Step one, go on. Right. Step two. Step two is this. In a dream, right. letters and numbers shift and change. Whoa. Why don't you say that again in a different way? In a dream... <laughs> Numbers and letters shift and change. <laughs> oh, now I get it. That's right. So while you're walking through your regular day, you ask right. yourself, how do I know I'm not dreaming? Okay. Scan your environment and look for a sign. Any kind of a sign. A symbol, a logo. Oh, like a street sign. A street sign. That's okay. right. You look well, like at it and it says, okay. 
Speed Whatever. limit. Speed limit 55. Okay. So you look at it and you go, speed limit 55. Great. You look away and you look back and it says speed limit 55. Here's what you'll notice once you are lucid dreaming. Mm-hmm. The moment you are in a dream, right. as you're dreaming, mm-hmm. you look at a sign and it might say speed limit 55. When you look away and you look back, the letters will change. Oh, that's the first sign that you're dreaming. Fifty-five. The numbers. No, it could say it could say anything. (laughs) In a dream, Uh in a dream, the numbers and letters on signs will always change. Okay. Okay. So here's the point. You're walking through your day. Am I dreaming right now? You look away from a sign. You look towards a sign. You look away. Ah. It hasn't changed. I'm not dreaming. Okay, this is your brain. Yeah, exactly. This is total inception. So your brain starts thinking this way. So that night you fall asleep and you're dreaming. And as you're dreaming, you're walking through something or other, and you look at a some sign of something, some sign or some words on a building, and you go, "Wait a minute, maybe I'm dreaming." And you look away and you look back, and the numbers or letters have changed, and you're suddenly like. You pre- I'm dreaming. And then you know you're dreaming. So the first point of lucid dreaming is to be aware that you are in a dream. Okay. Once you are aware you're in a dream, then the magic begins. But before you can have a lucid dream, you have to prepare your mind beforehand while you're awake. Absolutely. With step one and step absolutely. two. Absolutely. Okay. Step one and step two is absolutely critical. Okay, go on. Okay. So now you're in a dream. What you'll notice if you're into this is uh-huh. that you are suddenly asleep at night and you're dreaming and you're in some kind of a thing and you right. look at something and you're like wait a minute i've been training my brain is that a real street mm-hmm. uh, it says speed limit 55 i look away it says speed limit 7403 <laughs> whoa or wait a minute speed. i'm dreaming and guess what happens when you the moment you realize that what you're out you wake up Okay. That's what happens to you. That clapping you, made me wake up. That's right. The moment that happens, <laughs> you gotta clap you, like more quieter. Well, you'll get kicked. This, this is what it's called in lucid dreaming vernacular. You get kicked. So oh. you're kicked out of the dream. When you were aware. Yes. Kicked out. The okay. first time this happens, the gotcha. first time you realize it's in a dream and you see that a sign has changed, you'll get yeah. kicked instantly. And you'll wake right. up and you're like, I got kicked and I'm awake. Crap. Gotcha. Right. They have that same concept in Inception. Exactly. Yeah. These people know what they were doing when they yeah. wrote this movie. Okay? One of my favorite movies, by the way. So It's a pretty sweet movie. The next time you fall asleep, you want to keep doing this. During your day, you want to keep... How do I know I'm awake? How do I, I sleep? I'm, I'm looking at a sign. I look away from a sign. It's the same sign. Blah, blah, blah. Right, blah, blah. But the next night you fall asleep, you'll look at a sign. And what's going to happen is, in about in my experience, it took me about two nights... Uh, okay. And I suddenly looked at a sign in my dream. Yeah. I looked away. It changed. And I was like, I'm dreaming. Because <laughs> it changed. Yeah. But I didn't get kicked. Oh, you skipped the kick. I skipped the kick. Now I'm in the dream. Over it. Now I'm in the dream. Yeah. So here's what you do when that happens. This is very important. Okay. The moment it happens that you notice that the thing hasn't, and you haven't been kicked. Yeah. You clap your hands in the dream. Okay. Oh. The moment you clap your hands in the dream, yeah. you're kicked. Oh, so you create your own dream kick. You create your own dream kick. Now you're kicked. Crap. Now yeah. I'm awake. Whatever. Okay. So the next day, you go through your day, you yeah, know, the yeah, same yeah. thing, same thing. Am I dreaming? Am I dreaming? Look yeah. at the signs, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And it takes about three or four nights yeah. before you are sleeping again and you're uh-huh. in a dream and you look at a sign. The sign changes. Yeah. You clap your hands, but your you dream. don't get kicked. It's a funny feeling. You actually feel it in Whoa. yourself. Yeah. You'll start to feel like, oh, I'm going to wake up. I'm gonna... No, I'm not waking up. I'm not going to wake up. I'm awake. No, I'm not. Wow. And you're in the dream clapping your hands. Okay. Here's the next step. Okay. Before you can actually use a dream, you have to pirouette. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. You're bringing ballet into this? You are bringing ballet into All the right. dream. Forget about dream yoga. This is dream ballet. Exactly. Okay. So now, is a period of maybe, for, for people who lose a dream quickly, you might take a two-week experiment. Which is you, because you're a dreamer. Yes. Yes. But it's, uh, what I understand, what I've read, is this one takes a couple months for, okay. to do this of dreams, right? So you get to the point where you notice in your dream a sign, you look away, it changes. Crap, I'm lucid dreaming. Awesome. Clap, clap. I'm not dream. kicked. Oh, crap. Pirouette. 
Mm. You actually stand and you spin in a circle and you're yeah. doing that will kick you 90% of the time. Uh-huh. You'll get kicked when you pirouette. Okay. There's something about spinning in a circle in your dream that will kick you out. Right. Until it doesn't. <laughs> and that day, yeah. you are a lucid dreaming. You're a lucid dreamer. You're a lucid dreamer. You will pirouette. You'll feel your whole body go, <gasps> I'm kicked. No, I'm not. And now you're in. Oh. And suddenly you realize... I can do anything. Uh-huh. And you can jump off whatever platform you were on, whatever yeah. ledge you were on. Yeah. You can do absolutely anything. Mm. Okay, here's my question for you. What are the benefits of lucid dreaming? Now, I've read... Benefits? Yeah, I've read okay. that people use uh, lucid dreaming techniques to help people who uh, struggle with nightmares. So they teach them the techniques that you just described to us to help them overcome nightmares i've also heard that they've taught those techniques to people who are suffering depression and other problems because if you can have some control because what you're teaching people is how to have control of your dreams if you can teach people to have control over their dreams you can also you can uh, parlay that into control over depression and other problems uh is have what do you know about that Sweet nothing. <laughs> I really don't. Well, you're a shitty expert. No, this is fun for me. This is fun. This is fun experimentation. <laughs> so it doesn't make you a better person. No, but I'll tell you, you, you want to hear something? It doesn't make you a better person at all. You don't want to hear what happened to me the first time? Yeah. First time I actually did this. Mm-hmm. This is years ago. You're right. I'm in this dream. I'm in Florida. Have I'm you already all- gone through the clapping and the pure Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm in Florida. Okay. In my dream. In, in, my dream. Dream. in my dream. In my dream. In real life, you're in like... I don't know where. I'm in somewhere in BC. I don't Waterloo. know. I'm in a boring life. And, <laughs> but now, I'm in Florida. I'm in Disneyland, and I'm in Florida. Disney World is in Florida. Right. Wait, but whatever. maybe not in Dream yeah, World. In Dream World. Who knows, right? So anyway, I'm there. I see a sign. Sign shifts. Ah, oh, gosh, I'm dreaming. I clap yeah. my hands. I don't get kicked. Yeah. I do the pirouette. I don't get kicked. Mm-hmm. This is the first time. Yeah, first time. Wow. So now I'm like, I can do anything. And there's this dude there. And he's standing in front of me. Some guy's walking by. And I walk up and I punch him. <laughs> That's what I did. I'm not kidding you. I actually punched a guy. Did in you my dream. Choose, did you choose to do yeah, that? Yeah. I'm like, I go through I do anything. So I'm the guy and I just like sucker punch him. <laughs> right? That's... Is it okay? That says something in my psychology that's like that's disturbing. Like, I know, yeah. I know. Like you know, you're, what, you're I'm not gonna. Te- I'm not gonna tell you about my mother. You're not my psychologist. Okay, this is just what yeah, happened. Out of, out of all the options, <laughs> out of all the options, flying, time travel, time traveling, whatever the heck you want to do, doesn't matter. Stuff. I I went up and I punched. Fighting. I punched a guy. Okay? Well, no wonder you're called FP. Right. So I punched this guy, and and. As soon as I punch him, I got kicked. Mm. I'm out. You know? Yeah. No. That didn't work so well. So there was no spiritual benefit to that. What do you mean spiritual? <laughs> I just punched a guy. Well, we're here on the podcast of On a Search for a Modern Faith That Works. We want to find some... <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just telling you my... This is my story, man. I don't know if it works. There's got to be some... I don't know anything about it. I, all I know is that this is my... This is what happened to me. Okay. Right. So the next None time, none of your lucid dreams ever made any benefit to your waking self. Well, no, I think they probably did. Okay, well, let's hear about that. Yeah, because because the next time it happened, I decided not to punch anyone. Oh, well, that <laughs> right, was nice. like right, because I wanted to stay in it. I, I figured if I punch someone, I'm gonna get kicked. This is like in my head. This is what I'm thinking, right? Yeah. So I do the whole deal. Yeah. And then I decide I'm gonna fly. Look, I'm just gonna fly. Now we're talking. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna fly. But in my lucid dream, it didn't work. I couldn't get off the ground. Did you flap your wings? I didn't have any wings. No, like your arms. Yeah, but that didn't work. Uh, it works for me. Okay, well, I, <laughs> maybe you're way ahead of this. You should be. You should be talking about this. So I, I just started running around really, really fast, like really fast, like really fast. Yeah. I was the fastest guy. Like I was zipping through town, uh, wherever town I was you were in. The blur. I was the, the blur. I was a flash. Like I could, I could run so fast. Yeah. And zip through everything so wow. fast. It was awesome. Were you stopping crime? No, I don't think so. <laughs> could you run faster than Superman? Oh, for sure. Oh, there you for go. For sure, yeah. I could run faster than anyone. That was the ending of uh, Justice League. 
Superman and Flash have a fight and they never show us who wins. That's sad. That's sad. I'm going to try and lucid dream about that. Okay. Well, <laughs> you could run past everything. Do you just pause this so I can go outside and look at some signs? No! Because it's right now. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at your shirt. By the way, for those of you who don't know, tell <laughs> them the shirt story. Everybody. This is great. Okay, so Brian, is, he's wearing the best shirt ever. Tell him the shirt story. So I'm at... Uh, we have 10 minutes. I have... Uh, I'm at Jerusalem Day Party... With the high schoolers and the police, because there's tons of soldiers there. That's the cool thing about Israel, is there's soldiers everywhere. Which makes it actually feel super safe. Yeah, super safe. And there's these two high school kids that were getting mad at each other, because I think one guy sacked the other guy, and the guy didn't like it. It's like, that's not a form of affection for me. And so the guy sacked him again, he's like, that sort of pisses me off. So then he... His shirt, he just dropped his shirt and they started fighting and then the the soldier that was closest to us just said, like, hey, you guys, knock it off. And then they knocked it off and they went off on their merry way. And he dropped his shirt on the ground and I picked it up, hung it on the barricade. And uh, 10 minutes later, the kid never came back to grab it. So I threw it in my bag and now I'm wearing it. It's an it's, awesome shirt. It's a dope shirt. It's super sweet. It says like, happy Jerusalem day. Look, it has the number seven. How would you know? I'm just guessing. Because it's, it's like in Hebrew. He has a Hebrew shirt on. Yeah. It's awesome, though. It is. It's like a workout material. Yeah, it's like all like spandexy and Yeah. How does that have to do with lucid dreams? I don't know, because you were going to look at your shirt and you want to see a sign. Look at that one. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't have to go outside. I just look at You this. look at your own shirt. The 70 could transform into like ZZ Top or something. Or something. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think all the folks at home now have a pretty good understanding of how lucid dreaming works and how it's very similar to dream yoga. Dream <laughs> yoga. <laughs> and that uh, it could help you in your lives. <laughs> so you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome for all the help. Yeah, if you, if you really want to escape your day, <laughs> nap right now. Right now, yeah. nap. Yeah. And, and practice like practice remember practice. step one look at signs step two no no step, step one step is one. go through your day and say how do I know I'm not, not dreaming right because that's a, that's a legitimate philosophical it question is. right it's because funny. because the the, it's the fundamental philosophical mm. question is how do I know yeah. what I know right Ooh. I mean that's what philosophy begins right but so we just want to overcome depression so do we <laughs> We just want to well, treat alcohol our, treats that. We just want to treat our nightmares. What well, alcohol treats that too, doesn't it? Hey, but this is a family-friendly podcast, <laughs> and you're a fucking counselor at a treatment center. After I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you if, if your goal in life is just to not have nightmares, mm. that's a that's a that's okay. A, fine. Okay, for all of you <laughs> who have actually listened to this. There's actually no benefit to your life by listening to what you just listened to. And we're, I am truly apologetic for wasting the last 53 minutes of your life. Please forgive me. And if you do forgive me, that will be the benefit to you in your life. So thank you, FP. Thank you, listeners. Good night, folks at home. This has been Brian Pankratz with the Hot Tub Spaceship Podcast. Talking about dream yoga. <laughs> <laughs>